0: Hey, welcome back to I Don't Give a Shift with Jimmy, Brian, and Mark. Today we're going to talk about taxes, cannabis, law enforcement reform, and the IRS.
1: Cannabis. Cannabis has uh, been trying to be legalized in the United States for a while now. The holdup, who knows what it is. Some states have made uh, lots of money off of it. Other states are just making money off the legalization of it uh, by arrests, and uh, etc., There's big business in people being in jail for whatever reason, but that's one of the easiest ones to uh, make money on, as far as I can tell. I'm not sure about the facts on that. But uh, cannabis needs to be legalized as far as uh, medical aspects of it. I mean, I know people that use it, that need it to help them. Whether it's physical or not, I can't tell you. I don't know the... All the uh, medical aspects of the uh, cannabis, but uh, I think it should be uh, legalized at this point and take away a lot of the drug uh, imports from across wherever, across seas, across the border, or whatever, as far as the uh, cannabis is. Period.
0: Well, I was told whenever they started this whole drug thing that they originally weren't going to put cannabis in it, but they said without cannabis, they didn't have a big enough. You know, there, there's not enough big... they would not not justify building up the DEA to go after drugs just for anything other than they had to have cannabis in it.
2: Yeah, to make up for the lack of heavy use of more hardcore narcotics. Well, I have some interesting facts on that. Uh, Mark talked about medical. There currently, 38 states have passed uh, medical marijuana use, uh, cannabis, and there has been... Numerous articles and research programs put in place that have explored and identified positive impacts uh, for medical marijuana use. So when you look at the the whole union of the United States, when you have uh, the majority, it's 38 separate states with their own state governments who have gone and found that there is enough research and enough positive positive results that or they've passed the medical marijuana and then for adult use on the recreational side you have 18 separate states as of right now that have passed uh, recreational use for adults and have seen huge economic growth in their state economy with that which you know we can talk a little bit later about how that affects taxes, but one thing is is when you put that syntax like what we do with alcohol and cigarettes and you can apply now to a whole nother realm of use, you could take that revenue and put it in really good places. And that's something that we can discuss as a small group and our local governments and even up into the state level is how can that revenue that's generated from this help out the other disparities that we have in our society. So I think to add to just the idea of why are we fighting this, uh, what, four decade war on drugs and cannabis has been at the forefront and really the social temperature, you know, about cannabis the majority of Americans say, Hey, I don't have a problem with it. So, why would we spend so much money and effort about criminalizing something and finding people and punishing them when the social climate is, is hey, I don't really care.
0: I served with uh, a guy in a military unit. I wasn't in his unit, but I, I don't want to say it because, you know, everybody will think I'm, like, name-dropping or something. But he pointed out that uh, we had prohibition once, and then it was repealed. All of a sudden, they went back to a prohibition of other drugs, Because they wanted a war on the American people. It's not a war on drugs. They've been caught bringing in drugs. Weed, cocaine, fentanyl, you name it. They've been caught bringing it in. So the war on drugs is, again, it's not on drugs. It's a war on the American people. To give them power, to put their thumb. That and to keep certain people from raking in big profits and becoming big players.
1: Medical marijuana... If it's legalized in 36 states, why is it not legalized in the nation? Because 36 states is more than enough votes out of 50 to turn over anything in the government as far as being voted. So your senators in those states are not for it? Are your House people, you know, House of Representatives people in that state are not for it? Apparently they are if, if they've got legalized in their state. Then why are they not legalizing in the United States as far as medical marijuana use? 18 states, on the other hand for uh, recreational for recreational is not enough you know necessarily right at this point to to sway that part but the medical part is uh, a main player of why a lot of people are using it in the United States and they have to use it illegally in states that, are, that it's not legal in
2: I think that goes back to what Jim was saying with the government involvement with narcotics. And I'm going to use that term very broad because it does apply to marijuana, cocaine, heroin. I mean, there's just a huge number of import on drugs. Um, from foreign countries, and what you find is, is if you do a little bit of research and you look into CIA involvement and DEA involvement in other countries, uh, great examples. What was going on in uh, with Pablo Escobar back down in South America with government involvement on our part, and it was a revenue generator between what income could be seized, what amount would be allowed to go through for dispersion amongst the public and the different programs that were associated with who can we put in jail for using it how much money can we make off of it and what kind of propaganda can we spin off to the rest of the American people regarding that and I think that that Jim made a really good point. it's not the war on drugs it's the war on American people and not just the American people but just people in general it's who can we take advantage of. Generate revenue from? Who can we demonize and punish? You know, one interesting fact, and not to make this something more than it is, but cannabis use amongst uh, racial groups, ethnic groups, is pretty much the usage rate is almost identical. There's not much difference. But yet, you'll see that people incarcerated for possession or distribution is very skewed between, you know, ethnic minorities. And there's got to be a reason behind that. And we go into the realms of revenue generators for the prison system or those with a little bit more money and a better social standing who don't get prosecuted or convicted at the same rate for the same type of crime. And I think a lot of that has to go through with the economics of the issue. Who's going to make the money off of this? So it's not about... uh, a a criminality it's about economics and who's going to benefit and when you see these numbers of 38 states that have their have passed medical marijuana use and the amount of research from independent hospitals independent studies who are finding that geez this is a benefit and then on the side of the recreational it is the most of us who are listening to this right now or wanna have a say on the issue, we're adults and we don't like being told what. So let's go back to the idea of I can make choices for me, about me. Yeah. I what what's
0: the moral difference between having a beer after work and smoking and joint?
2: Exactly, and I think that's most—that's why you see the temperature towards it currently uh, on the positive side it's because a lot of us just take that approach of what is the difference and what is the harm and why are we reacting the way on the federal and the state or, or law enforcement towards this topic. Yeah. It's think, a big one.
1: I think there is a little difference between having a beer and having some uh, marijuana. If you have too many beers, you're going to really drive really <laughs> badly impaired. And maybe cause, you know, a a severe crash and kill people or whatever. Marijuana, you're probably driving five or ten miles an hour. (laughs) If you're Uh, really wasted, you might be driving less than that. I mean, it's still dangerous, but you're not out there going 60, 70 miles an hour on on a super highway and and going across the line and having to head on. uh, The statistics, I'm, I'm pretty sure. I know in
0: Vegas we had a lot of people get killed smoking weed and driving. Cause they were impaired and they'd go off into the sidewalks and you know, cause so they're, they're, I, I wouldn't pick that thing, but okay. I, I, th- I think we should take the train wheels off. You know, this is America. You want to do cocaine, do cocaine. I'm not going to do it. Cause I've seen people's lives who do it. I'm not going to, Hey, you know what? I'm having a hard time sleeping. I'm going to take a shot of heroin. Uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to pass. But at the same time I could go to the doctors and say I'm in pain and they'll give me a different form of heroin that's legal. Yeah. You know, I, I don't see a moral difference. It's only who's getting the money and who's not. But, you know, I, this is America. Granted, it's not in the Constitution that doing drugs is protected or anything. But
2: Pursuit of happiness,
0: Jim. <laughs> no, I don't believe that. But what has it gotten us? What has this war on drug done? Besides militarized police, put a lot of people behind bars that shouldn't be there. I mean, you know, congratulations to drugs on winning the war on drugs. You know, it's
2: yeah, good for you. Uh, one thing I'll I make with that earlier comment about what, what is the impact, you know, alcohol use. We can discuss that, but you can die from overconsumption of alcohol. I have never heard of anyone dying from smoking too much pot. I mean, maybe you can put yourself in a corner and not be able to get out of it, but... You know, as far as killing yourself with an overdose, I've not heard of it. And if anybody has, hey, let me know. I'd like to read that. That'd be an interesting story. Just, again, to point out, you're talking about criminalizing and punishing people for doing something that really should be self-regulated there's no sense in what we're doing and I think it comes back to the economics of it as you'll see with most things that we're going to talk about it's going to come back to the economics
1: of it well when did it become to where the government thinks I'm going to say the government whoever thinks that we need to be protected from ourselves that we're adults and we can't make a decision affecting our own lives so they have to make us wear seatbelts to keep our heads from going through the windshield yet I can ride a motorcycle put a seatbelt on me there and then I've got a different set of issues I mean when do it when do we draw the line and say, hey, I'm not going to let you pass these laws because you are trying to protect me. I mean, hot coffee from McDonald's is hot. I mean, it says hot. You want it hot. You don't say, I want a half hot coffee. You know, so I mean, there's other things involved in all that. So they make laws and they don't take off existing laws. They leave those on the books so there's more Gray areas between this one and that one to be able to skew what they're going to charge you on or not charge you on.
2: Another perfect example of that would be Have you ever been pulled over and given a ticket for maybe a seatbelt violation by a motorcycle officer? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where's <It's>, yours? <laughs> yeah, it's for your safety, sir. Wear your seatbelt. Yeah, but you're on a motorcycle and you just weaved in and out of traffic to stop me and you're going really fast. You don't have a seatbelt on. Yeah. It's for the public safety.
0: Yeah, that's, that's where most of the tragedies and humankind have come back. It's for your safety,
2: or it's, for, it's to save the children. Like Reagan said, scariest thing ever. I'm from the government, and I'm here to help. Yeah,
1: exactly. I mean, <laughs> some of the things I think were passed, and this is just my opinion, but, I mean, you pass seatbelt laws to make money. And to force people to wear seat belts. You pass child uh, safety seat laws. Well, people bought stock in those before they passed that law to make money off of things. So they're still doing that with, uh, I'm going to say with other different things. I'm not sure I'd have to do some research on it, which ones are what they you know have done in the past, but they pass laws you know in order to make money for themselves before they, you know, for the safety of the American people.
2: Regulation of profit. A uh, perfect counter to that would be when Volvo introduced the three-point seat belt. They gave the patent away for free to all other auto manufacturers to install the three-point seatbelt system in motor vehicles. No law was needed to say, hey, this is a good thing because it can help people in an accident. Now, we pass the laws like Mark's pointing out that... (laughs) oh. There's going to be revenue generated off of this. Uh, this is the same thing for forcing insurance upon people. Oh, here we go. Regulate profits.
0: Yeah, I remember my old '71 Dodge Challenger had a lap belt. That was it. And every time a co- every time I'd pass, a cop would pull me over. Where's your shoulder Where's Where not wearing your seatbelt? I'm like, sorry, these old cars they only come with lap belts. Oh, okay oh man, my brother had a card just like this, you know, and then they go into it and is this for sale? I'm like, no, I no. R- really need to get going. I'm late now.
2: Thank you, sir. So that can lead us into this. We talk about taxes. Where Where is our income going? You know, uh, in the line of work that we're in, we pay a lot of money in taxes. I, I know I do. I'm assuming the two of you do as well. Do we have an obligation to sit down and audit the auditors? Meaning, hey, let's have some accountability here. Uh, we joke about it, but what you see is is that his funds kind of go and then disappear and then they show up again in someone else's pocket. I have a really hard stance when we talk about anything political and tax-related because I think that the financial side is directly in line with the political side. Those two things go hand in hand. And one thing that I can't stand uh, is, as a taxpayer is that there's no accountability. There's no way of knowing where this, may, where this breakdown actually exists. And if you do try to research it, it's so convoluted. The tax code is so... so strange and thorough and thick and it all points you in different directions. It's almost like it's to the degree of to make the common or average guy sit there and look at it and just give up because the task is too daunting to really break down and find out where our money is going.
1: Well they pass a tax in the beginning like not necessarily a tax but like say you get the lottery and it's to pass the lottery so you could play the lottery in the state. Well the revenue goes to school districts or it goes to uh, you know infrastructure as far as you know maintaining highways and stuff like that that's fine in the beginning because that's what they pass it for but then after a certain small period of time it changes and it goes to the general fund or you know they make the change afterwards knowing that they have to get it passed first and get it implemented and get the revenue coming in and the same thing you know with anything else like if they pass cannabis laws the taxes where's it going to go well they're going to tell you it's going to go for this and this in the beginning but where's it going to go you know after that, you have no say in the matter. As far as accountability, I don't think there's accountability held to anybody across the board for anything anymore. No, I mean, no. <laughs> you get people walking out of grocery stores with food, taking off running, and and the people that, that work there cannot stop them. They're not supposed to stop them. not supposed to chase them. they you got too much liability laws against them in case that person that stole something gets hurt or otherwise, then where's your accountability? Well, you're not holding people accountable, so people are forcing the issue more and more of getting away with whatever they're getting away with. Well, the new
2: influx of 86,000 IRS agents is really going to help with that, Mark. Yeah, with weapons. Yeah, Yeah, with weapons and, you know, law enforcement duties.
1: Yeah, and you're not, everything's buried in the paperwork to try and find out where this stuff is actually going. I mean, they passed the recent one where the Medical and stuff. They gave away twelve hundred dollars per person for this for COVID and, and all this money for COVID. But there was a lot of other things earmarked in that trillions of dollars or whatever for for nothing to do with COVID at all. I I don't know for a fact which ones they are. I just heard you know a, a few small ones that you know maybe it was true, and maybe it wasn't. So I haven't done my research, which is something I need to do. But trying to do the research and getting the actual where it goes from the government is pretty much possible well, I can give you an example and mm-hmm
2: very easy to verify this, but you have rural police departments and sheriff's offices in the state of Texas who receive federal COVID money, who are then using that money to buy armored personnel vehicles and swap response uh, vehicles and equipment from earmarked money from COVID-19 relief. That that doesn't jive with me. And, and why are we making even more efforts? And I say we, because I don't think anyone in their right mind is going to say, yeah, yeah, take my taxes, say it's earmarked for COVID relief, but let's buy some armor personnel car- carriers, some more body armor and some more uh high powered weapons for the new police state. Yeah, that's that so doesn't you can
1: attack people with COVID, you know, if they're in a group, you know.
0: Gotta get those guys with cannabis. Oh, that's
2: <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's more than ten people gathering. Get the unit.
1: Yeah. What's crazy about that is in one small town in Illinois, mayor tried to make it illegal for more than two people to have a barbecue in their own backyard. Uh, He got thrown out of the office about two weeks later because he he was so adamant about, you know, not people. This was before COVID. This is way before COVID. I mean, it's amazing what some of these people are trying to force on the American people. And and what really makes me irritated is we let it happen. I mean, they didn't let that happen because it was too far out. But we let it happen a little bit at a time. And over a period of time, you don't notice it, but you're losing more and more of your rights all the time until they can finally take away whatever else they want to take away. And I don't want to start another topic, but uh, gun control and all that is all, to me, is all into that. Same scenario, take a little bit away, a little bit away, a little bit away. Next thing you know, hey, what happened?
2: Yeah, the gradual erosion of your freedoms, is right? What, what we're leaning at here, and uh, I don't see a slowdown on it until some major type of change occurs. And then that's going to be up to people like us. And you know, we talked about in our first little episode about what kind of social uh, life we had and what groups we're involved in. Some of this stuff requires you to get engaged and get involved and find other like-minded people and to organize. And that, I think that's something that's going to be the first step and it's going to have to happen. And we, we talked about three topics today that were, all can be addressed at your local level and then taken up to a state level and then eventually a federal level as well. Three topics that we have today all can be dealt with if people... So did you read the
0: Forbes magazine? Winner of $1.28 billion lottery gets $433.7 million after tax. So, congratulations to the IRS on winning the lottery. <laughs> yeah,
2: right. What government yeah. agency now is going to pull? And where's that money
0: going? <laughs> and the sad thing is, that would not fund the deep state for more than a couple of weeks. All that tax money just—well,
2: that's what our job is. Is you go out and keep putting that forty-eight-hour work week in, and work hard, do your job well, and know that almost forty percent of your paycheck will go to
1: fund that. Yeah. How can we polarize the American people? Besides what Brian said, is one of the reasons, one of the ways we can is to, to get these groups and to get organized. But the more you get organized, the more it seems the powers that be, whether they be government or people with lots of money, or whatever, are going to eventually maybe come in and either buy somebody out shut you down close your format i mean a lot of these things can happen uh, and since most of it now is online we we don't talk to our neighbors we don't we don't go out and uh, hell i I mean i know my neighbors well except for the new ones that moved in but uh, that's a different story altogether (laughs) anyway we don't get a we don't social interact anymore half the people i see in grocery stores or something don't even acknowledge it you know you're a person, you know, they about run over you and don't say a word. I mean, we're not social people anymore. We're we're withdrawing from social all social activities, as far as I can tell, as as a as an older group of uh, adults. Well, so
2: I, I agree to an extent, but one I will say benefit to that though is that information and sharing information is so much easier now than it was in the past and maybe not having that conversation in the grocery store but you know if you had 10 people listen to this little discussion that we're having that's a much greater impact i think and so rather than look to it as oh here's the negative of the lack of interaction maybe adopt the new form of an interaction and information sharing and uh that, that's one of the things that i find as a huge benefit to this media outlet of podcasts, YouTube videos, or even social media on a positive note is you can share that information with a larger group of people. Maybe the issue is a lack of follow-up and to cultivate those type of relationships with, uh, with like-minded individuals i think that's where the problem is it's the disconnect after you know right now we have the instant gratification of put a like or a happy face or something behind an interesting post or something that you see on the internet but then that's the only that's as far as it goes you know maybe follow up and you can see that those groups will develop from
1: that i agree to to a point the only thing is is if once i'm going to take the maybe i'm wrong on this i could be Totally out of the water, but I'm going to take the Tea Party movement of a few years back. It was a great movement, as far as I'm concerned. It got people polarized. There was a lot of information out there, a lot of people talking and getting, you know, conversing. And podcasts, I think, are great. But once you get too powerful, such as the Tea Party got powerful enough to put a couple people in office politically, it got too powerful, then... It, it just, what happened to it, it went away. I, I, I didn't understand or hear what happened to it. And then I was told who, if, if they were right or wrong, I don't know. I didn't research it. That's my fault. But is the fact is that people that were at the top of the Tea Party, they were running it and got it organized and got it together. Some of them were bought off. Some of them were uh, no longer an issue. Whatever happened, I don't know. It was a gray area. But they were just uh, forced to be out of it or what. So the whole movement just disappeared. Yeah, that was the Koch brothers.
0: So that's happened to Occupy Wall Street. That's happened to the Tea Party movie. And that's happened to Black Lives Matter. Right now, there's five... Separate charters for Black Lives Matter. Only one's the original. And the one that was original, you never even hear of. They've been sidelined. They started another one, and big money stepped in, and it's, it's completely opposite. Tea Party was actually a Democratic Party grassroots movement to, for responsible spending in the government. And that got hijacked by the, some of the Republicans in the Koch party, you know, the Koch brothers, to put in the people they wanted to get favorable legislation towards them. Uh, Occupy Wall Street, uh, Tim Pool, does, that, he was a reporter for them. He talks about how it got uh, hijacked and by a few other people uh, leftist organization. Well, you can even go
2: further back uh, to the early 2000s and what we were seeing with the rise of uh, militias, different militias across the state. Now, that is an extreme point or stance to take to where you're that fearful of your government where you have to organize an arm. However, they were constitutionally protected in doing so and then you see six months later that a group of guys who are getting together and having these type of discussions and operating within their civil liberties, are now listed on a domestic terrorist list. We are pre-criminalizing people for actions that haven't even occurred. I say we, I'm talking about the government,
1: guys. (laughs) Or the powers that be. I mean, it might not be just the government. I think there's a, a very rich factor of people in the world that are controlling not just, you know, the government. I think they're controlling the government myself. They're controlling a lot of things because they can buy people out. I mean, you know, you want to buy this podcast out? Hey, you rich people? Hey, we'll take 10 million apiece. I mean, you know, I'm oh, putting yeah. it out there.
2: I'll shut up. <laughs>
1: no, uh. I mean, money is, for lack of uh, any other saying, the root of all evil. Money causes a lot of things to, to uh, happen. I mean, everybody's got a price for certain things. Some things there is no price for. And some people will say, well, that's not true. Well, how do you put a price on your child's life? So you know if you have a a, a kid you're gonna say well yeah, okay, you can go ahead and kill the guy kill the kid for fifty million or a billion a trillion I don't think so it's just some things are just not money wise or are made uh, decided with money, but most everything else people will be bought out
2: some things are too valuable so do you think we've shifted this yes
0: the subject is shifted it's shifted thank it easy guys bye <laughs>